Thank you for tuning in to the Emerge Church Tallahassee podcast. We exist to help people follow Jesus so they can live out God's plans for their lives. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the message from Sunday. How's everybody today? Y'all doing cold? Y'all doing cold? Who's cold up in here? Oh, man. It's so good to be here today. I'm always excited to preach. Uh, can't wait to share this message with you uh, today. The end of the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Man, it's been a good 21 days. I feel so refreshed, so ready. Come on, y'all ready for 2024? Come on, you ready for some open doors in 2024? You like that? You ready for more? We could do that all day. Today I got a message to share. Um, The Lord put on my heart to speak. And uh, today we're going to go to the book of Mark, chapter 2. One of my all-time favorite chapters in the Bible. And I've preached this several times, but I've never preached it this way. But today we're going to preach it this way. It's going to be fun. Mark chapter 2, verse 1. The verses will be on the screen, or you can follow along in your Bible. It says this. It says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. And soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door. Let's go. Full house. I like it. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. And they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Can you imagine someone coming to your house, they can't get in, so they get on a roof and they put a hole in your roof? You not calling insurance, you calling the cops. Mm. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head, then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. And seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. Hold up. You heard how I said that, huh? Hold up. This man had a medical condition. And yet Jesus' first address for him is, my child, your sins are forgiven. And it's not because Jesus doesn't care about his medical condition, but he does care about his eternity. He came for one thing, and watch this. He didn't just get another. He got everything. That's how good he is. My child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. And Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? You know, you can't see people's thoughts But Jesus knows what you've been thinking. As you're sitting here today, he knows what you have been thinking. So watch this in verse 9. He says, is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven? Or is it easier to say, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk? I like that. So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out. Can you imagine? Just grab it and go, like a convenience store. Walking through the crowd, the stunned onlookers. And watch this. This is, this is where it gets good. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, 
We've never seen anything like this before. We've never seen anything like this before. An interrupted church service. An interrupted church service. And it didn't even bother Jesus. And he touches this man's life and changes him forever. Father, today, thank you for how you do things. That you don't do it our way, but you do it yours. And Lord, I just pray over the next few moments as we dive into this story, Lord, that you will reveal some things to us that will change our lives. Thank you, Lord, for every person here, every person watching. I pray that you will have ears to hear what you want to say, that it will cause their faith to rise. It will cause them to stand and walk in a way they've never stood and walked before. Jesus, have your way in this place today in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. It's an interesting way to read the Bible. And as I'm reading the story, these guys reenact what was happening in the story. We were going to get on the roof today, but we don't own the place. <laughs> uh, wouldn't that have been cool if, as I'm reading the story, the ceiling tile open? And, and linen is dropped in on a stretcher. I'm not sure if the insurance would work too well with that. But we did that to give you a feel of the, the interruption in the room as Jesus is speaking to this crowd. Because in a moment where our attention is fixed on Jesus, at the same time, our attention is drawn towards what is about to happen. What is happening? What are they doing? Why are those guys doing that? Why are they walking up the middle of the church with a stretcher with a young man on it onto the stage? Why are they putting, like in the story, can you imagine? Why are they putting, what is that coming through the roof? This guy's got a rat problem called the pest guy, you know, get this out of here. But it's an interruption in the middle of this service, and, and you can see that there are certain people there that had a problem with this. There were certain people that were in the crowd, and as, as, as this young man is being brought to a place to receive ministry, their version of ministry doesn't even fit this in it because they were in a place to receive something that, that would make them feel better, something that they can hear that may encourage them, something that may touch their intellect, but in the middle of that, there's an interruption for a real need. And the, the religious leaders that were there that we thought would have the audacity to believe God for miracles, they were so caught up in, in, in form and fashion. They were so caught up in their appearance and in their, in, in, in their knowledge of the scriptures. And they were almost in the place of testing Jesus to see how legit he actually was. In the middle of that, God decides to do something that is about to blow everyone's mind. And it doesn't even come through, through a lecture. It doesn't come through, through an oracle that Jesus is speaking. It comes through an illustration of a man who is in need. And the reality of God is about to be on display in a way that they had never, ever seen before. And just like as we were reading the scripture, your mind was torn because you were trying to be a dedicated student of the word and pay attention to the scripture because it's important for us to have the word in as I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Am I right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to digest the word, Pastor Wade, and we can't have any interruptions. I pray against any interruption and distraction. And yet through the middle of the church, the scripture is actually being illustrated to bring the reality of the story of a man who was in need to Jesus. And today, as they stand up here, and as this young man lays here on this stretcher in, in the representation of the story, I pray this. This is what I pray. I pray that they didn't just carry linen, one of our surge students, on a stretcher up to the stage, but I pray that they carried something that will open your eyes forever to see the reality of God in your life personally today. Let's give these guys a hand. Thank you so much. Let's, let's, let's get the paralyzed man up. Come on, Lennon. Now get your mat and go. That's our surge students, man. Love them. Love them. Uh, last March, 
we put a, a new roof on our house. Uh, the dormers on the top of the roof were leaking. And uh, you can see the, the water stains on the ceiling. And uh, I did not feel like paying for a roof. Can I hear an amen? Because they're not cheap, but I had to pay for a roof. Um, and so we needed some repair around the dormers. But in order for that to happen, before the roofing company could get started, we needed to remove the siding off of the side of the dormers all the way around it. And uh, the, the, the quote came in for the roof, and that was one thing. But then the quote to remove the siding from the dormers was another. And that really tested me because I didn't like that extra charge. And so, um, and I don't like to pay extra. Can I hear an amen? And so I decided to do what so many of us should not have decided to do. I decided to do it myself because I ain't scared. And that's the truth, man. I was like, babe, I got this. We ain't going to pay that extra money. I'm going to do it. And I have a good ladder. Like, I have a tall ladder. And um, so I got on the roof. And Cynthia was nervous. She was so afraid. Like, all she could picture was me just falling and rolling off the roof and landing on the ground. And I'm better than that, man. <laughs> better than that. So I had my stuff set up and removed all the siding before the roofers came. But that experience... It taught me something. Going up and down the ladder over and over, it taught me a little something. And some of you are like, oh, I know what you're about to do. You're about to call a contractor to come and put the siding back up after the roofer gets done. No. That is not what I was thinking. I decided in that moment, instead of me using a ladder to do this, I'm going to go and rent a lift. See those things at Home Depot all the time. Come on, y'all feeling me? Every dude in here sees it and is like, I want to get on that. I just need a good enough reason to do it. And so I went and paid my deposit, brought, got my truck over there, loaded it up and came to the house. And I could not wait to get in that lift, man. I'm telling you, I'm just riding that thing around, going up as high as I could. And let me just say this. If you ever rent one and you go up as high as it does, it shakes a good bit. It's shaking and you are tightening up. I'm telling you, man, it is. It's higher than what I mean. This lift went up about 40 feet, okay? And so I got the lift. I'm feeling good about this. And I thought I can get both of the dormers done. Like the rapid would say, I got a lift, man. I had a ladder. It was hard. Now I got a lift. This is going to be easy. I'm going to get it done in one day. Guess how much I got done in one day? <laughs> like a half of a dormer. I wasn't slacking either, man. I'm telling you, I was getting it. It was just hard to do because I wasn't used to working at that level. If it was on the ground, knock it out. But up there, even though you have something to help you get up, can I tell you, you're still holding on. It was like I was working like a one-handed man. Because even though I'm in the lift, that thing was moving. And so I'm like, there's that bar right there, and I'm holding on to that bar, and I'm like trying to hold up the siding and hammer it at the same time. I'm using my head. I'm using everything. And my neighbor across the street, I caught him a couple of times with his phone. I know he was videoing me. <laughs> He's like, insurance purpose. All right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I didn't get it done in a day, and those lifts are a little bit expensive to rent. Let me just give you that heads up. Costs a little bit. It's way cheaper than the extra, but it costs a little bit. And so I had to bring it back that day because I'm paying for a roof. <laughs> I have no more money. <laughs> y'all know what? Uh, y'all feeling that? And so I'm bringing it back to Home Depot and my phone's ringing and it's Terry, bass player Terry, sitting over there. Terry's like, hey, what you doing with that lift? I said, well, I'm replacing the siding on my roof uh, around the dormers. And he's like, why are you doing that? I said, because I don't want to pay extra. And so I, I didn't finish. I got to bring this back. And this was the question he asked me. He said, do you need a lift? Because I got a lift. I was like, you got a lift? Yeah, I know someone who's got a lift. I can help you out with it. Now, I don't need everybody going up to Terry after church saying, can I borrow your lift? 
because he's not going to let you use it, okay? So leave him alone. But he asked me, and this, that's what I want to talk to you about today. Do you need a lift? Do you need a lift? Terry had something to help me get up on the roof to finish the work that was started. To finish the work that was started. Do you need a lift? I love this story. And my favorite part is verse 12, where it says, we've never seen anything like this before. I love that. Can you imagine going to church and it's so incredible and it blows your mind? You're just sitting there at the restaurant and you're just dumbfounded. Like, how was church? I don't even know. What do you mean you don't know? I've just never seen anything like that. It was so incredible. And they're like, well, tell me about it. And they're like, I don't even know where to start. Can you imagine going to, going to dinner like after you're sitting there in Chili's after church that Sunday when they came through the roof and you're just trying to collect yourself? Like what just happened? And then one of the committee people are like, who's paying for that? You know, am I right? It's like all the thoughts and you're just trying to wrap your mind around what just happened. And you may even see the guy with the mat just walking through the window. It's like, hey, there he is. Am I right? Just, I, I need you to feel the moment. And to see how incredible this actually was. Because they have never seen anything like this before. And I think about miracles that we pray for. And people that we pray for. And the things that we need God to do in their lives. Some of the things that we're praying for are things that we have never ever seen before with our own eyes. We're asking God to provide. We're asking God to save. We're asking God to move. And the way that we feel like it needs to be done, we have never, ever seen this before. And this is where they're at. And they've just like, I'm just blown away. Because I have never been to a church where they do that. And I'm questioning, do I want to go back next week to get some more? Or like, do we need to go somewhere else where it's a little more calm? The story, in many ways, is similar to the story that we shared two weeks ago. Remember that message, Let's Go Up? From John chapter 5, the man that needed help to get in the pool, and Jesus didn't come there to help him get in. What did he do? He helped them to what? Get up. And the stories are kind of similar, because in John 5, the man wanted to get in the pool, but this man wants to get in a house. There's some similarities there. In John 5, Jesus shows up to the man. In this story in Mark 2, this man shows up to Jesus. We, we got some things that are similar. And what, I, what really just caught my attention is that Jesus tells both of them the same thing. Get up, pick up your mat, and go home. He tells both of them the exact same thing. And I'm like, man, this must be how Jesus rolls. Like, we're seeing some similarities here. But the difference in the stories is that the man in John 5, watch this, he has no friends. He has no one to help him. But this man in Mark chapter 2, he has four friends to help him. There's the difference right there. And so many times, I don't know if you do this, like when we read the Bible, we put ourselves in this story. Like if you read the story of David and Goliath, come on, how many of y'all have killed Goliath a bunch of times? You know what I'm saying? Like today in that song, I'm calling on the God of David, you're sitting there and you're like, I took him down a few times. There's something about when we read the story, we put ourselves in there. Like Daniel in the lion's den, it's like, of course I, when the lions, I'm, I'm in the lion's den, I'm going to shut their mouths because I'm trying to pray. That's how I roll. Am I right? Like when we read these stories, we put ourselves as the main character, except when we read stories like about Judas, who betrayed Jesus. Like, nah, that ain't me, man. But I know some people. In this story, we relate ourselves to the paralyzed man. And we have this hope, man, I hope I got some friends that would do that for me. Am I right? I hope I got some friends. I hope I got a couple of, I mean, I have four, but two of them might be struggling to carry that thing, but at least I know they're going to carry it and get me to Jesus. And so we put ourselves in the place of the paralyzed man, and, and, and we're like, I, Jesus, even over the 21 days of prayer, in fact, Jesus, I want four friends that will carry me to you no matter what. Jesus, give me friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the kinds of things that we believe God and pray for because we see ourselves as that man on the mat. 
Like, I, I, need, I need some people in my life. And so I knew the 21 days of prayer and fasting were coming to an end. So I was praying about this message, and I was like, Lord, what can I share to cap off 21 days? Like, what can I do to, like, wrap this thing up and just and present it in such a way it sets the tone for us for the year? And my attention was drawn to this story, but not from the perspective of the paralyzed man, but from the perspective of the four friends. Like, these four guys are incredible. Like, I, I like, that's a friend, man. Because these guys were relentless. They were serious about getting to Jesus. They must have really, really loved this guy. And they were just so intent about not letting nothing stand in their way. Come on, how many of y'all got a friend like that? Like, you tell them they can't do it, and they find a way. They make a way. They just like Jesus. They find a way where there is no way. This is what these guys were like. And when you look at the perspective of this story, before this paralyzed man got up, these four guys, they went up. We get excited and praise God. Thank you, Jesus, the paralyzed man. He's up. He's up. Come on, give God glory and praise, and everyone's excited about it. But what about the four guys whenever they reached the place where Jesus was, and there was no room to get in, and there was no parking spot, and the crowd was spilling out the door, and all the good seats were already taken, and they couldn't get him in. The convenient thing to do would be to leave and go have brunch at one of the nice restaurants establishments here in town but instead they said we are going to find a way to get in this place and so before this man ever got up there was a decision made by these four friends to go up I told you the word the Lord gave me for the years the word up let's go up and this was the thought I had they gave him a lift he couldn't get there, but they gave him a lift. And I want to I give you three lessons that I think are going to lift you in this year. Three lessons that are going to be like that lift that Terry let me borrow to finish the work that was started. I believe these three things are going to lift you so that the work that God began in you over the last 21 days, he is going to be able to finish it. Amen? Because he's just getting started. He is not finished with you. And here's the first lesson that I want to draw our attention to. First lesson that is going to lift you. I think these guys were filled up. They had something in them that was greater than the things that were around them. There was just something about these guys, something in them that motivated them to do something that no one had ever seen before. To, to have the tenacity and the drive and the relentlessness to say, we are going to find a way. It doesn't matter what their plan was. It started with something that was in them. And as I considered the last 21 days of prayer and fasting, we've been praying, and what do we want? We want the Lord to come and what? Fill us. Lord, come and fill my life. And I want to say this, that the filling of the Holy Spirit that we are receiving in our lives, you're going to leave here today and you're going to feel better that you came. Come on, some of you are like, already, I'm glad I came. I wouldn't have seen him bring that dude up on the stretcher. Got something to talk about this week. What is it that, that happens in this, in this presence? It's like, I, I, I'm filled up. I'm filled up and I'm ready for the week. But the, here's what I need you to see. This isn't just for your feelings. The feeling of the Holy Spirit isn't just for your feelings, meaning I feel better. It's so that you will be filled up, or let me say it like this, fueled up. I'm filled up so I can be fueled up. Do I feel better? Oh, yes, I do feel better. But it's not just for my feelings to feel better about it. I have some fuel now. I have some drive. I have some movement. I have something on the inside of me that is motivating me to do some things that I normally wouldn't feel like doing. Amen? 
I don't always feel like it, but there is something in me that God has deposited in my life that gives me a little more drive, that gives me a little more want to. And this is what was happening in these guys' lives. They had something that was filling them, something that was fueling them for purpose. So, so they were filled, but they were not just settling to feel better or just help their friend to feel better. Can you imagine, hey, man, I'm sorry, we tried. It just was just too many people. But look, let, let's go get brunch, okay? Let's go get brunch, and I, I'll buy. I'll buy. You don't have to pay. I'll buy. And that would make that friend feel better. But that dude didn't need to feel better. He needed his life changed, amen? He needed his life changed. And there was something in these guys that they were filled with that put them in the place to go and step and do things that the normal person just isn't going to do. See, when the Holy Spirit fills your life, he takes you to a new level of faith. He takes you to a new level of action. What if, watch this, what if you allowed the Holy Spirit to continually fill you in 2024? What if, what if every week you were determined, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit fill my life. I'm going to church today because I want the Lord to fill me, and I want the Lord to fuel me. There are things that God has in store you don't even know about, and if you wasn't filled, you wouldn't even think about doing. But because you are filled, you would feel a motivation to step out of your comfort zone and do some things, what if you allowed the Holy Spirit to continually fill you up in 2024? Think of it this way. In Ephesians chapter 5, it says, don't be drunk with wine, for that leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that word filled right there, you know what it means? Continually. Over and over. And so the last 21 days of seeking God and getting close to God, there's a feeling that takes place in our life. This isn't like, okay, we're done. Turn the switch off, and I'm going to run off of this for the rest of the year. It's like filling up your car one time and say, this is all I'm, this is all I'm putting in. We're going to go as far as we can go. Can I tell you, God wants to take you some places. He, listen, you don't have to stay where you've been. He wants to take you some places, but you need some fuel. In order to have that fuel, Lord, I need you to continue to fill me, which probably means he's going to ask you to empty yourself of some things that has taken up room in your life. Don't be surprised if some of the things that you fasted, the Lord says, you don't need that anymore. Don't be surprised. What is he trying to do? He's wanting to fill you more but he wants to fuel you for purpose. So one of the lessons that we see is they are filled up and we should be filled up. The second one is this, is the step up. It's the step up. And it sounds so easy. You know what I'm saying? It just sounds, hey, you just need to step up. Okay, I'm going to step up. What does that mean? And what does that look like? Because when they stepped up, they were, they were taking a step to overcome like some real obstacles. This wasn't just a really good opportunity. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I'm scared. I'm not sure if I'm going to win. But you know what? This is a great opportunity for me. I'm just going to take a step. No, that was not at all like this. This has never been done before. And so they're in a place of just having so much compassion for their friend and so much of the Spirit of God on them that it's like, we can't just leave the situation like this. We've got to take a step. And if we can't get in the door, which way can we get in? And I want to know, I want to meet the guy, the, one of the four guys that said, hey, I got a good idea. Y'all know that friend? Y'all remember back in the day that friend said that and you got in trouble? <laughs> hey, I got a good idea. Who was the guy? Who was one of the four guys that said, I got an idea. Let's go up on the roof and drop him through the ceiling. But now that you hear the story, you're like, I need that guy to be my friend. He's that guy that you can call that has, like, everything. He's like, oh, who am I going to call? Oh, oh, I know who to call. Anything I need, he always has it. And anything I don't know how to do, he knows how to do everything. That's the guy that I'm calling. And it was, it, this guy had to be on this team. This is what we see. They were pursuing Jesus, and there's a crowd in the way. 
And so rather than stopping and just sitting there or going to the little cafe and sit and talk about it, they made a decision, we're going to step up right here. Didn't look like opportunity, but they made a decision internally to step up. And how many times have we encountered God? Watch this now. And God has moved in our heart. And after the encounter, give it a couple of days, give it a couple of weeks, we're right back in the same place we were before. We got inspired, but we just stayed there. We got filled up, but we just stayed right there. Rather than stopping and sitting, they decided to what? Let's step up. Too many times we're staying when we should be stepping. We're staying in the same place of faith we've been for the last year, for the last two years, still struggling in our faith. After five years of hearing good teaching, after five years of seeing the demonstration and learning all of this stuff, still in the same place of faith, still in the same place of commitment and wondering, how come we're not seeing God move in our lives? And sometimes I wonder if God is just saying, hey, it's your move. It's your move. And I just, I, I want to share this from this story. I think if those four guys were up here today on the panel, you know, have a panel with them speaking, say, hey, let's talk about that moment. What would you tell everyone from that moment? I think one of the guys, he would say, I would just tell everyone, you got to step up. It's time for you to step up. So many times we think the next step for us is just right in the same direction that we've been going. But I want to tell you, I believe the step that God is wanting you to take isn't just a step forward, but it's a step up. You ever notice uh, when you park in a parking garage, everybody wants to park on the floor that's closest to the door. And I don't know if you've been to the hospital here in town, you never find a parking spot there. Ever. Can I get an amen from somebody that's been there? Yeah. You never find a parking spot there. And so what do you do? You go up. I know you want to cover over your car in the summer so it could be in the shade. You're not getting those spots. I know you want them, but you're not getting them. And so you go up. And too many times we allow the comforts of the regular lower levels Keep, uh, it's keeping us from going up to the level that we need to be on. And when you park up there, this is what you notice. Not a lot of people park up here. Not a lot of people go up. They want to get as close to the door as possible, and we live our lives like that. We live so close to what is convenient, live so close to what is comfortable, and we want all the activity and all the goodness, and God's like, hey, let's go up. Let's go up. And these guys, they demonstrated so great because they couldn't get in on that level. And so they said, ah, I know how we can get in. Let's go up. What area of your life is God speaking to you and he's saying, hey, I need you to step up. I need you to, I need you to step up in this area I need you to step up in your commitments. I need you to step up in your faith. Are, are you hearing this today? It, it reminds me of like when you hear a bunch of guys talking about their teams and everything, and, and you're going into a new season, and you got like a new quarterback or a new running back or something, you begin to have the conversation. Any guy knows how to, how to, how to have this talk, and this is what they'll say about the new guy coming in to play quarterback. I don't know who he is, but he just needs to step up. And then the coach that has to talk to that guy because he, like, he looked good at that level in high school. But now he's up here and he ain't never been there before. And what does the coach tell him? <coughs> I need you to what? Step up. And I just feel like the Lord today, he's looking across the room and he sees so many people that have so much kingdom potential. And it's like the Lord is just kind of nudging you right now. And he's saying, hey, I need you to step up. I need you to, to step up. And that kid, he hears the coach say that, and he leaves out of there. He's like, I don't even know what coach means. I guess I need to step up. What area, coach? Like, diagram it for me. And coach is like, I'm not diagramming it for you, son. I'm talking about all of you. Every part of you has to step up 
Because this isn't just about fulfilling a role. This is about becoming who you were meant to be. Did you hear what I say? This isn't just about, oh, I'm going to step up and take on that task. No, 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 no. That's a byproduct of stepping up into who God wants you to be. I wonder what areas God is saying, I need you to step up. Maybe it's in your standards, your convictions, your entertainment choices. The Lord is saying, hey, I need you to step up. That's not good for your soul. Maybe it's some of the habits that's just always been there. And, and, and as a regular Christian, you've had the debate and said, it's not that bad. I mean, it's not really a sin. And the Lord today is just saying, hey, it's time to step up. The level that I want to bring you to, the level that you need to operate on, that's not the stuff that we do at this level. He wants to raise you up. What opportunities do you need to step up into? See, it's crowded on the level that you've been at. And there's things that are getting in the way of your time with Jesus. There's things that are getting in the way going to church, things getting in the way with you serving, things getting in the way of giving. And today the Lord's just saying, hey, I need you to step up. I need you to step up. There are things, in fact, that we're struggling with on that level that will never be overcome on that level. And you're trying to take all the necessary steps to overcome it on that level. And God today is saying, if you're going to overcome it, you got to go up. Because trying to get through it ain't working for you. But if you come up, watch this. I'll help you get over it. He will make you an overcomer if you'll go up. Here's the third thing, the third lesson. Yep, let's get filled up. Let's step up. But number three. Lift someone up. Lift someone up. Last 21 days, even in this church service today, there is no doubt that God is moving and touching your heart. Filling your heart, you might even have ideas right now, but it's not just your heart that God wants to touch. It's your hands. See, the inspiration is never our problem. The inspiration and the intention is never the problem. It's the action. It's the action. See, they didn't just go up so that they can peek through the top roof to look down to see Jesus. It wasn't, oh, I want to see Jesus too. Let's, let's set him right there. And we'll go up. Oh, there he is. Hey, Jesus. They went up with purpose because they were determined we're going to get him to Jesus. They lifted him up with purpose. They took him up over the obstacle and they helped him to overcome this. They helped him to overcome this thing that has been in his way, the thing that was taking him out, the thing that was holding him down, the thing that had kept him in the same place for so long. Because of their decision to go up, they helped their friend go up. And they helped their friend overcome something that he had been carrying in his life forever. But it wasn't just because they sent him a text every day and they said, hey, I believe this is your year to go up. I'm praying for you to get up off of that mat. It wasn't just because they, they wanted to encourage him. It was because they personally took some steps in their own life personally. And because they were willing to take those steps and they acted upon what was filling them, it had effect not just on their life, but it had an effect on their friend's life that they had all the empathy and all the compassion for. What God was doing in them had a direct effect on that guy. And this is what I'm telling you today. What God has been speaking and what he's been doing in your life, it's not just for you. 
I know you feel better about your situation and you got a word about it, but it's not just for you because the word of God, it doesn't return void and it's not just your word. It's a word that touches the lives of everyone. And if you will follow that word and go up, it is going to have an effect of the other people in your life. It will affect others. But I need you to catch this. Because it's not just going up. This was actually growing up. They were growing in their faith. And the growth in their faith is what caused them to take the step up. They had the grow and they had the go. One of the values of our church is this. We grow as we go. I'm growing and being inspired in my faith, but I'm stepping in faith too. So the growth causes the action, and the action causes the growth, and the action causes the growth that causes the action, and we can just do this every day. And sooner or later, you look and you're like, man, I have come a long way. And that's what a faith walk looks like. And mature faith is where we realize it ain't all about me that the work that God is doing in my life, it may be for me, but it's for them too. Lift them up. We're on a mission. And our mission is to get people to Jesus. That's our mission. Oh, Jesus, I will be there. But not only will I be there, I'm bringing someone with me. There's someone that I know that needs you and I got to get them to you. And so when we hear this word, step up, it's not just for you, it's for them. We got to grow up. We got to go up. Who is someone that you know? And even right now as I share this, the Lord is just putting people on your heart. Who is someone you know that needs a lift? They've been trying to do it in all their might, all their, just everything in them, just like I was on that roof, trying with everything to do it in my own might, in my own strength. But I had a friend who made a call. You need a lift? And I finished the good work that was started because I had a friend that gave me a lift. And there is a good work that God has started in someone that you know that he wants to finish, but they need a lift. They need a lift. They need someone to lift them up daily in prayer. Come on. They need someone to give them a lift to the house of God. They need someone who will say, let's believe God together even though I'll give you a lift. I'll give you a faith lift. Amen? Give them a lift. Who is someone that has an obstacle that they are struggling to overcome? But you, you know, I'm going to help them get to Jesus. They're overwhelmed. They're feeling defeated. They feel like throwing in the towel. And you're like, no, no, you're not throwing in the towel. I will stand in the gap. If I got to carry you on the roof, if myself, if I myself have to go to the next level, I'll go to the next level so that you can get to Jesus. So watch this. What was once their ceiling has now become their floor. And I believe that's a word to somebody in here today. What was once the ceiling now becomes the floor. Come on, are you feeling that today? It, it, that's where you used to operate and that was your ceiling. That was the limit. Maybe in your career, that was the limit. That was it. That's all you were educated for. That's all you were qualified for. But the Lord said, hey, if you come on up, I will make that ceiling your floor. 
your faith at one time. It was weak faith, but at least it was a seed. But God wants to bring you to the place where it's no longer seed, but it's a harvest so that other people can have some seed from the harvest of the faith that is in your life so they can begin to believe God and grow in their faith. Come on, we're talking about going up. You've heard it. We're going up to another level, but you need to be filled up. You got to be willing to step up and you got to be willing to lift someone else up. And I believe if this becomes how we think and how we operate in 2024, I believe we will all reach December 31st and we'll say, man, I have never seen anything like this before. I have never been this high before. I, I, I used to be down there, but now I'm standing in places I didn't belong. It's filled up stepping up and I am lifting someone else up so watch this here's where we finish they went to the next level because what was in their heart and what was in their hands and today I wonder what's in your heart today I wonder what's in your hands Today, it's time to go up. Father, thank you for speaking in here. You're raising up men and women in this house. You're raising up young people, a generation. You're raising up leaders in this house. You're raising up supervisors in this house. You're setting up promotions. You're raising people up to lead others. You're raising the faith level up in this house today. And I just pray, Father, that we won't stay where we've always been. But Lord, we will be filled up. We will step up and we will lift up someone. Lord, fill us with purpose today. Action. Not just feelings. Action. In the name of Jesus. If you're here today and you're away from God, we've been lifting you up in prayer. Our prayer nights have been powerful the last two Wednesday nights. Praying for the lost to be saved. Praying for those away from God to come to Jesus. We've been lifting you up, praying for every obstacle to be removed so that right now in this moment, there is nothing keeping you from Jesus. And maybe right now, in your heart, you feel like you have been away from God. Maybe you've never heard the gospel message that Jesus can save your life and you've been trying to fix all of your mistakes. But I want to tell you today, Jesus went to the cross to pay for them so that you can be forgiven and free. Maybe you have a church upbringing and you've heard these messages before. But as you hear it, you're beating yourself up and you're saying, I should have known better. I should have known better. I should have known better. But today, there's no message of condemnation here. Today, the Lord is reaching out his hand and he says this, I'll help you get up. Because that stuff's been killing you. It's been eating you up. It's been taking you down. But today, I will lift you up. Maybe you're a believer here right now and this has become the routine part of the service for you. But I pray right now the Holy Spirit is moving on you that you say, hey, I want to lift them up in prayer. I want to lift them up right now so that there will be nothing that keeps them from Jesus. And if you're here today and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you are away from God, or I'll use the old school term, maybe you have backslidden and you've gotten away from the Lord. And today you're hearing this and you know without a shadow of the doubt that the Lord is in this place and Jesus is right there. And maybe we're ripping the the roof open so you can get to him but at least there's someone lifting you up at least there's an opportunity to come to Jesus so just like the paralyzed man he says I will forgive your sins church I want you to pray this prayer with me today say dear Lord I thank you for loving me so much that you went to the cross and paid the price for all the things that I've done wrong thank you Jesus for your forgiveness that covers all of my sins.
I confess that I need you. I believe in what you did for me. And I receive it now in my heart. I thank you that you were risen from the dead to guarantee me a brand new life in you. So Lord, today I ask you to raise me up and make me a new person. I surrender my life to you now. I'm all yours. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. If you prayed that prayer today, if you prayed that prayer that you said, Pastor Wade, that prayer was for me. I just want you to lift a hand right there. No one's come and mess with you. You said, that was me. Anyone else? That was for me. I'm, I'm, I, that was my prayer all over the room. This is what I want to ask you to do if you raise that hand. As soon as service is over, Cynthia and I are heading to the hub. We want to shake your hand. We want to meet you. We're not going to try to preach at you. We want to tell you we're proud of you. We want to help you to take the next step in your walk with God because God's not finished. Thank God, am I right? He's not finished. We'd love to meet you. Make sure you meet with us. If you want to fill out a connection card, there's one at the hub. You can go online. But if you're here today and you heard this message and you say, Pastor Wade, the Lord's stirring my heart, I got to step up. I know it. I got to step up. I want you to stand to your feet if that's you. The Lord is stirring my heart. It's time to step up. It's time to step up in my commitments. It's time to step up in my faith. It's time to step up in my family. It's time to step up in my marriage. Maybe at work it's just been a grind, but you know the next step for you is not out the door. It's stepping up. Oh, I know. There's going to be more headache. Yeah, I know. But maybe stepping up will open up a door that you didn't know would be there at that level. It's time to step up. Father, for every person that's standing today, I just pray now, Holy Spirit, that you would begin to fill them up so they will step up. I pray not just for a feeling, but a feeling of your spirit that motivates them, that gives them the drive, the desire, the want to take the step of faith. And I pray, Father, that as we take those steps of faith, that we don't do it alone. But as we step, we help others to come up to. I pray, Father, this will be the operation. I pray that this will be the movement. I pray this will be the heart and the drive and the desire of our church. That we will step up so we can bring others up so they can get to you. I pray that there will be a consistent pursuit in our hearts for you. So right now, Father, I pray for faith to grow. I pray, God, that we will grow in our commitments. We will grow in so many areas of our lives this year. Thank you, Lord. You were the lift that we needed. Thank you, Lord, that you are lifting us up. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen and amen. Why don't you rest of you stand to your feet this morning as we wrap up. We're so glad that you joined us for this message. If you would like to give to help us continue to reach more people, you can go to our website, merchchurch.com, and click on Give. We hope to see you at church this Sunday.